Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Unprofessional. I'm Dave Wiskus, joined by my friend and yours, Mr. Lex Friedman. Hi, Dave. Hi, Lex. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you doing? Why are you talking so fast? The question to me actually is, will you still be doing however you are doing now when this podcast episode is released later? Like, is your answer going to be true both times? Uh, I'm doing pretty good right now, so I'm hoping, yeah. I, I, I hope I'm not worse. <laughs> I hope that for you as well. Our guest today, Dave, uh, stand-up comedian and Lex's full, former college classmate, Mike Kaplan. Hello, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hello, Lex. Hello, Dave. And Mike, just so you know, Dave, I'm sure our listeners already know, but Dave is a shut-in. Uh, Mike has appeared on shows like The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, back when The Tonight Show was really great. He's been on Letterman. He's been on Craig Ferguson. He was a finalist on Last Comic Standing. He's the author of six self-help books for people recovering from Alzheimer's disease. And uh, he also hosts a podcast of his own. Uh, it's true. I got all those facts were accurate, right? Uh, I mean, I don't remember the Alzheimer's one, but that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Not, re- not remembering Alzheimer's. Hence needing the self-help. I, absolutely. I think it's a, either me or the Buddha. <laughs> yes. Now, so uh, do, do, what did I leave out? Do you want to tell people more about yourself, who you are, what you do? Oh, no, that's enough. I think that's a great podcast, guys. Uh, all right. <laughs> good show. Have a good one. Uh, no, I mean, those are all things that are true. I've been on Comedy Central as well uh, in a half-hour special. I have uh, some CDs, and uh, and then, then that's – I'm not supposed to talk about it anymore, right? Is that – that's okay. I do comedy all over the country for uh, money, that, but that's my job, so – Right. Yeah, the first minute or so of you talking is when you get to say all that stuff. We just want to get it out. People know who you are. People, if you want to plug something, that's the time to do. It. And then we oh, just don't we can't talk per- about work after that. Perfect. Uh, well, I guess my podcast is uh, is questionably work because uh, I just started it and it does not uh, it does not sustain me uh, financially. It only artistically, creatively, and emotionally. What's uh, the podcast called? It's called Hang Out with Me, and it's on the uh, the cool, super cool. Uh, comedy podcast network nice hang out is it that cool? doesn't sound needy at all <laughs> no 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 hang out with me we're cool and super cool <laughs> I, is, is it is it like hang out with me as a demand and insistence kind of thing or is it hang out with me if you want it's no big deal if you won't but if you'd like to it'd be great oh it is definitely no big deal and it would be great <laughs> see i hear it as a desperate plea it's please please god hang out with me i'm pretty I, sure Please, God, hang out with me. It's Margaret. Uh, I think that if you hear it as desperate, that must be coming from within you because I'm not putting it there. Uh, (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm just like, that's not too far off the mark. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who's this guy who wants to hang out with me? I don't want to hang out with a guy that wants to hang out with somebody. I want to hang out with no one. I'm lonely. (laughs) I only hang out with people who refuse to hang out with me. That's my policy. Yep. Only Groucho Marx. Exactly. Now, so how, I mean, you're a podcaster, so for you, this is old hat. Uh, what you said that obviously you're, you're not get, you're not uh, scoring huge financial windfalls from your podcasting yet. We are, but what? Right? I mean, we're we're <laughs> podcasting millionaires. I'm actually I, I'm actually not positive because I do have a producer who runs the comedy podcast network that I'm a part of, and he deals with most of the. Thing. He hasn't given me any big checks yet, but he might be. <laughs> He's cashed many, however. Yeah, I. It's very. It's quite possible. But so my question, when you mentioned the, the artistic fulfillment or payment that you get, what do you get out of the podcast? How is it for you? This is uh, very interesting to me because I'm, a, I, I, as you may know, I also do a podcast. Really? I don't, I, why didn't you tell me? We should uh, never talk about it again. Right. But 
I I love being I've been on a guest I was a guest on many podcasts before I started my own and it was just always a great time hanging out with either friends or people that I just met but like enjoyed you know I just enjoy I enjoy talking uh I talk for a living I don't know if you knew that uh that's what I all the programs that you mentioned that I've been on I was on talking on them Interesting uh, I'm a professional talker. Uh, I think I drive, I talk, sometimes fly, uh, but it's mostly the talking that I think is the the bread and butter, uh, or just bread, margarine, soy. But uh, uh, yeah, I I just love talking to people who want to talk to me or want to listen to me. So I was like, why should I just keep going and doing other people's podcasts, which I am still happy to do? Why don't I bring pe- bring people to me? I demand. It's mostly for the guests. I'm like, hang out with me. And we will record it. That's the parenthetical. Hang out <laughs> right. with me. We record it. Other people listen. We all win. It's That's pretty good. Similar to our own premise. We mostly do this just so that we can talk to interesting people that uh, otherwise probably wouldn't care to talk to us. <laughs> yeah. If you guys were like, hey, let's all let's all just have a, a phone conversation in the middle of the day on a Tuesday. That really is what this is. We're just talking. We're three guys talking in the middle of a work day. Oh, and that, that is, yeah, th- that's noteworthy because I don't talk to people on the phone anymore. I do love, I do enjoy the phone, but it's, it certainly culture is taking us away. There, you know, it's. I guess I'm an old person who enjoys talking, whereas other people are young people who enjoy texting. I don't know if I enjoy either, but I do a lot of texting. I don't. You're a di- yeah, you're a different kind of old person. I maybe yeah. I like I like knowing that I can end the conversation at any time. And if I'm on the phone, maybe it's because my mom is one of those people who just can't get off the phone in like under 20 minutes. It's got to be like, oh hey, I forgot to tell you. Oh by the way, did you, like it doesn't just like hey, I need this. Okay, bye. If it were that, I'd probably be okay with the phone. But it's never that on any phone conversation ever. So I, I try to avoid it. My parents are actually notoriously bad at phone conversations, although they love them, where you'll just have these extremely extended, awkward periods of silence. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're wondering, how long do I have to wait before I can say, well, I guess it's that time when it's time to go. But you, if you say it too soon or if you start to say it at the same time, they finally come up with another thing to say. It's really you know problematic. So that's that's I, I don't mind the phone. I enjoy talking to people, especially as a guy who you know works from home in my house most of the time. Uh, human communication is something I value and enjoy. But uh, phone calls with my parents less so do you know do they listen to this podcast they do not my mom does do you know that my girlfriend is you, you probably know nothing about my, <laughs> this you know guy's my, got a girlfriend everybody <laughs> do you know that my girlfriend is humble she brag exists. it's true uh yeah uh, no she's just one girl that's sorry guys uh, i can't i mean i could share but uh she she is uh she grew up a little bit in the former soviet union so she speaks russian with her family when she's on the phone and I can always still tell when the call, when the call is wrapping up because of the well inflection, even <laughs> though it's not the English language. She's like, you know, I, that's my impression of Russian. I have learned that's that's my impression, if you will. When I was in, uh, I guess, 11th grade and I had to take, uh, I don't know, some kind of European history AP class, humble brag AP was advanced because I'm smart. Uh, the teacher was crazy and he would often very often go back to this one joke well and i never i mean i get the joke in the sense of i understand the point of the joke but i never appreciated why it was meant to be funny and he would say the following he would say you know what they say in russian tough luxky you know what they say in southern russian tough luxky y'all and that was his, he would he would constantly i mean almost daily make that joke and i never really appreciated it was it always yeah. tough luck or different things with ski oh it was always tough luxky oh, and then no. the southern was always tough luxky y'all i don't think it's funny but i get it 
That's right. oh, it's definitely gettable, but it's also not the same joke. Well, it's the same bucket. It's the same still oh. water from that well that he just you drink Stagnant it and, and rancid then, and then spat it back into the bucket and you're like oh here's this old spit bucket again remember this one now before though I want to touch on something because you mentioned your you know how you prefer the phone I guess to to texting is that right uh, I mean there are I definitely enjoy texting sometimes as well and but. Here's the thing, uh, the thing that you like, uh, I think, Dave, you said about texting is the conversation could end at any moment. I don't like when other people choose to end conversations because <laughs> I uh, I mean, but I'll, I like to I, I maybe it's sort of in an obsessive compulsive type. I don't I don't have OCD specifically, uh, but I do have tendencies like completionist sort of thinking like, you know, like I'll like to collect every episode, you know, every episode of a TV show or every issue of a thing, uh, you know, a, a comic book series or whatnot and then with conversations like i love to clear my inbox i love to be like okay they said that i say this conversation i mean no if it's a friend i'm happy to go back and forth but with texts i guess it's like it's both uh like i'm happy to have the last word but if i like say something and i'm like ah right can i get a rise out of that person like uh are they gonna write back to me to tell me that i did a good job with a text i'm like all right then goodbye (laughs) but like like the other day i had a friend uh who i i texted and he, was, and he texted back, and then I texted something, and I was like, eh? And then he didn't text back for a while, and so then I texted him again, and I was like, eh, eh? You know, but with words. I don't want to say, I'm putting in <laughs> dolphin sounds. Is this a good story? Great. Okay, so what's your question? You nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I have no, I've, obviously, I'm somebody who follows Mike's career because I, I'm, I'm not just his friend, I'm also his fan, <laughs> and I've read many, you know, I, I read a lot of interviews that you do, and I gather, at least my impression is that many of them happen over email. And uh, that is you're you're great at impressions. Thank you. And it's um, and par- I don't think this is actually because of what you do for a living as much as it is given the time that I have known you uh, part of your personality. But you are often you know, you are willing to not just to be humorous in those exchanges back and forth, but also to be um, to especially we, Mike and I were both linguistics majors, by the way, but to, to play with language um, or maybe you weren't a linguistics major. but you took a lot of linguistic classes. But anyway, my point was going to be, are you standard mike kaplan humorous in text messages or is that one of the reasons that you would prefer other means most of the time because it's harder to be you via text oh i would say that it's i'm capable of being me whether i'm typing a small amount of words or saying a larger amount of words uh like i mean there is obviously a difference uh, in written and spoken language but i've learned to what to use them, but no, no, it's true. Write this down and uh, write down what I'm saying. Read it back to yourself in your head and you'll learn, you know, you studied linguistics, which I was at Brandeis, a minor in linguistics, but then went to grad school uh, and became a master uh, at Boston University. So well I officially uh, a master of arts or I took my, uh, my diploma and I put an apostrophe. So it says master of farts. And that's my uh, my job title now, but, nice. uh, master of farts, but, and I'm, it's uh, I became Irish since leaving school as well. So you can be you no matter what the medium of expression is. Oh yeah. I do like, uh, I mean, obviously things like Twitter have, uh, not, not forced people, but provided an avenue for people to, uh, you know, express themselves in a in a brief number of words for you know public consumption or for friends and i feel like texts are similar like texts are basically just like private tweets with your friends dave do you feel like you are um now i don't know my answer to this question which is why i'm making dave answer it first 
Do you feel like you are, you present a persona on Twitter? Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. I'm always in character. This show might be the only time I'm not in character. Maybe I should be. What's your character on Twitter? Yeah. I'm an asshole. I don't know. I sort of play like I just like I don't care. Like I everything's a joke. Nothing phases me. You know, what's funny is uh, I was going to when you said I play an asshole character. I was I almost said, what's the difference then? But then I would have been the asshole character. (laughs) Also, that's like the easiest joke to make right there. The easiest thing you can do is insult somebody. Well, I would definitely say I'm glad that I didn't do the easiest joke that could have happened. But what I. (laughs) What I did was the second easiest, which was to say that I thought of doing it, which in fact then was, uh, you know, we were all looking at it like it was in a museum, like, oh, the joke that could have been. Uh, God, I, I have to say I'm very guilty of that one, too. It, basically, if I want to say something and not get in trouble for it, no matter what the situation, I'm like, oh, I have, uh, no, I'm, never, I'm not going to say it. Because as soon as you say, no, I'm not going to say it, everybody's like, well, no, what were you going to say? And I was like, well, no, I, will, I wasn't going to say it. I'm, I'm expressing my recognition that society dictates I not say the following remark. But since you're forcing me, since you're twisting my yeah. tongue, I guess, fine, I will share it. But I find that to be a very useful crutch for me in my own life and interactions with humans. You know what? That's, that's exactly it. That's the character is I don't do that filter. That's great. I mean, and I, that's what I always do in on Twitter. If I if I want to say something horrible, I could just do put it in quotes and say like a horrible thing someone could say. And <laughs> and in life too, if somebody's like, "Hey, that was mean," I'll be like, "Oh, that was just a character I was doing for a moment." That yes, was, I was doing yeah. my my new character, racist McHorribleinstein. <laughs> do you like it? Oh man, he's it's also Irish, by the way. Self hating and Jewish, right? Yes, racist Mick hates himself. <laughs> Man, Jews. <laughs> <laughs> I always get really quiet around the Jew thing. Oh yeah. I, well, looks we, like a Jew. But oh, wait, he's is not that one. what is that what you call Lex the Jew thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to do the show. That's yeah. why you do no, it from uh, Colorado. Is that a secret? He talks to uh, he talks he talks he keeps telling these stories about uh, going to camp and going to to college, and I keep making jokes about uh, Jew camp, and we got in trouble for that. And Jew college. Well, it's, I, ma- I made one comment once about Jew camp and the network. That's the only time the show's ever been edited by the network. The only time we've wow. ever been censored is when I said Jew camp because it sounded a little too holocausty. Are we going to be editing at this entire section now? Probably. No, no. See, this is that thing. We can talk about how I said right. that and it got censored. Yes. I just can't say that. Nice. Right. Can't say it. I can't say Jew camp, but I can talk about how I can't say Jew camp. Which is, you know, by the way, the same way that I can prove no matter what people tell me and they say, well, you know, this part of this word can never be a noun. I know that they're wrong. You're right. Whatever the word is, they're wrong. Does this come up a lot? Do you have that conversation a lot? <laughs> Do people go around like just like walk up to you in grocery stores and tell you what can't be a noun? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the other day I met a party and this guy's like, you know what? <laughs> Here's what dysentery can be a noun. But I'll tell you what. Never in my life has that happened, Lex. Never once. Well, we go to different parties. I go to, <laughs> I know go that, to me yeah. parties. Dave is like more of a shut-in, right? And Lex is going to a lot of what's a noun parties. Yeah, it's true. Um, and what's so annoying with those is they always send these formal invitation announcements. I regret everything. Announce? Oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh, it's good that it's good that you said it though afterwards because I think a lot of people wouldn't have gotten. It. That's my way of saying I didn't get it either until until I was forced to get it. Once I realized it was a joke, I got it. <laughs> that's a that's a thing that happened. This is see, jokes. It's okay. Are, I'll yeah, allow it. Listen, okay. <laughs> jokes exist in real life, 
And yes. I do enjoy like here's here are jokes like but when you don't know that jokes are coming, sometimes like even I like this might have been before I was a comedian. It might have been after, but like I remember I took my car in to be serviced. Sexually? Uh, yeah, yeah. A guy came out and he's like, I've been fucking your car real good. And uh, it's uh, almost done, but I'm going to do it a few more times. And I'm like, hey, this is a weird shop I brought it to. Uh, but he's the professional. Um, but the guy came out and he was he made some joke about it not, you know, being completely broken. And, and I was like, what? And he was like, oh, I'm just kidding. And I was like, oh, good. How is that a but, joke? I mean, it, it, it I don't think it was. He wasn't a professional comedian but uh you know sometimes uh people lie and uh and then say just kidding i kind of love that style of joke like i'll say to my you know if my wife is saying hey you know you got to watch the kids then she comes in the door and she can't she's home she's going out to the supermarket thing so i'm home with the baby let's say and then she comes back and she's like how is everything i say good where's liam as if she's supposed to have liam not that he's in the next room over right. like oh, i right, like to right. do that Constant, ah. Like, I mean, that kind of joke, I feel like I actually probably use too often as a crutch just because I enjoy terrifying and shocking people momentarily. And then now Lauren is so accustomed to my doing this that, I mean, it works one in every 20 times at this point. But when it works, it's so great. Oh, sure. And you've scared your wife into thinking that your child is missing. Right. What wouldn't be fun about that? I mean, I don't only do it with Liam. But it- OK, so it's all different things. It's not always our child is missing ski, y'all. <laughs> Lex, I kind of feel like you're just being an asshole when you do that. You're not necessarily wrong. I'm not going to lie. I, I honestly, I think I could break the habit, and I think I would even like to break the habit. I just haven't made a conscious effort to. I used to have this horrible habit. I don't think Mike actually would know, remember this but or know it. Maybe never even saw it. I don't know how many doors he and I walked through, but in college, I got into the old gag of acting like you've smacked your head on the door as you go into a room <laughs> with the door. I don't know that about you. And I could not stop for eons. Like, I just, every door I would walk in, I would do it. it did, I'm like, I, not that I went to many funerals in college, but if I went to a funeral, I definitely would have done it. Like, I could not stop. Um, I didn't even know that was, was like, a gag. Oh, yeah. I've you, never you, seen anybody do When does this happen? You hit it with your foot. You, as you're opening the door, you're pulling the door towards you. You kick it with your foot and bounce your head back as if it's your head that's made that impact. And then you hold your head like, oh, it hurt. And you just keep walking. And it's not hilarious, but I loved it and I couldn't stop. For, I had really had to say, okay, I'm not going to do it. I would walk up to doors. I would get ready to kick them. I would kick them and forget and then not do the head <laughs> jerk. So it's just, hey, that guy kicks doors. Like, it was, it was a process. Uh, I would, if I had ever seen you do this, I wouldn't even assume it was a gag. I would, just, I would guess that you were retarded. <laughs> Now we're going to get in trouble for that, too, by the way. Whatever. It's just a word, guys. You, here's the thing about that word is like it used to be the official word, but people misused it. So they're like, OK, now that one is a bad one because people are misusing it. Now we'll use a different one for the official one. But now people it's all about tone and intent, <laughs> not. And this is my linguistics, which is what I went to school for. But it's not what I get paid for. Uh, right. This is not professional. That's a lab. Yeah, perfect. Like, I mean. There's so many. Like, I think I think idiot used to be the official word for what is now what used to be then retarded and then uh, you know developmentally you know like mentally whatever whatever is the official term now. Well, they I don't go just, by retarded yeah. anymore, so I can no. say it. If they went by retarded, then it would be offensive. If I'd called him mentally challenged, that would be offensive. I'm pretty sure that you could make one could make. I'm going to be delicate here, but you could, one could make that argument with the word negro, right? They don't use that to refer to African Americans anymore, but you still don't want to well. use it. It's not. I, I feel. I think. I don't buy your argument, Dave. That because they don't use it as the official term now, you. Can't I was use being it. facetious. Oh, that's not. That's not my actual argument. My actual argument is I just don't care. I do want to say that facetious has all five vowels in alphabetical order. 
like abstemious. Exactly like abstemious. God, I want to marry you right now. And uh. also like, oh, <laughs> that one is spelled. You can guess. But uh, yeah, so to answer your question, I do enjoy talking on the phone. Uh, <laughs> but uh, sincerely, it's funny, though. I mean. Talking, I do talk on the phone to my parents, uh, like probably, you know, not maybe the most regular. I do have actually a, a good friend. Humble brag. Who also went to Brandeis with us, and we talked about right. But here's the thing. I think that you, do you use that on purpose only when there are brag? Like, it's always been basically a brag and nothing humble about it whenever I've said anything. Is that, like, when I oh, said. No, I think it's exactly the opposite, right? Because it's it's nothing to be bragging about. I, he, I think Dave said it because you said I have a friend, and he was right. acting like that would be something worth Because earlier about. I said it when you said you had a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, then there was <laughs> one very, in the middle. I'm circling back. But aren't those. Uh, so, what is the. Explain the joke to me. Uh, it's an ironic. Well, Dave, let me give a take, and you tell me if I get this right <laughs> or wrong. I actually really appreciate this joke. Um, let, you know, me, a let, humble me, brag. let me start by saying an actual a humble brag would be like, oh, I can't believe that I have to wait in line at this amazing party behind Bill Murray and have a conversation with him while we're waiting to get our fancy free gigantic gold <laughs> martinis. Right. That kind yes, of thing. that would be I don't know what a fancy gold martini is, but everything else up to that. Yes, was a humble brag. But so when you're saying something rather mundane and not really braggadocious at all, just like, hey, I have a, I live life or hey, I have a friend to now call it a humble brag is a ridiculous because it's not something that one is bragging about. And B, to say it's a humble brag as if it's things so, not just worth bragging about, but so impressive that it could even merit humble brag treatment to me is is ironically comedic. Dave, how did I do? You did great. To me, it comes from, I was at, uh, what was it, WWDC a couple years ago, and me and a friend bumped into another friend on the street, and he introduced us to his friend as, hey, by the way, this is my friend from college. And the guy that I was with just starts on this whole riff of, oh, like you're so much better than us because you went to college. <laughs> and it was he was clearly joking, but the guy wasn't quite in on it. So he had this look of horror on his face, like like he had just genuinely offended somebody. I think I think I get it. I think you guys did a good job. Uh, <laughs> well, remember, we, we don't do this professionally, so we're just making it up as we go along. Good. Oh, so because I'm a professional comedian, none of the jokes on here can be professional. I appreciate Exactly. You guys, you guys are really sticking to the <laughs> the letter We're of the stickers. law. We're uh, sticklers. But yeah. you, you mentioned you had a friend with who likes the phone, I think. Oh, yeah. Zach Sherwin, a uh, good, good friend uh, of mine and per- fellow uh, college goer to you as well. Uh, and he and I talk uh, on the phone sometimes, often every day, and often, uh, if not usually, Sometimes we get busy. Sometimes we have, uh, you know, our li- in our lives. In our I lives. Know how to inter- okay. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, I mean, sometimes we get busy separately, you know, like, uh, and then we'll talk the next day and be like, hey, I got busy, so I couldn't talk to you. Uh, and other times we fornicate. Yeah. Sometimes we get busy signals because we are too busy talking on the phone to other people. But um, yeah, so he's, it's funny. It's, I mean, as a, as an adult, uh, especially now, I mean, I've never been an adult of this age ever until now, as is true for most people. But like, you know, when I was a kid, I talked on the phone when I was in high school, like all the time, cause I had friends from summer camp, uh, where there were Jews, but I'll call it summer camp. And, uh, I would, I would, you know, I, I had not, not as many friends in school. So I'd come home and I would like write letters and this is before I didn't have email until college. So in, in high school, it was all I lived for, you know, like talking on the phone to my camp friends 
and I just talk to them so much. Uh, so I guess I, I really value the phone. Even I mean, I love email as well. I love writing, but there's something more personal uh, and, more, you know, you can be more connected to somebody like this could be we could have done this this podcast. It could be just a transcript. We could type it all up and just mail it out to people and be like, hey, read God, this I conversation. Hate that job. Can you imagine <laughs> being the person who had to transcribe this podcast? Or a robot. Make Siri you could, do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Siri, write this all down. Uh, we're sending you some files. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I still, you know, obviously, if I could talk to somebody in person, like if Zach and I live in different cities, uh, so we're in the same city, we won't talk on the phone as much because we'll be, you know, near each other enough to hear the words coming out of, you know how talking <laughs> works when you're hanging out in person. But, uh, it. yeah, it's uh, Dave, have you? I know you're not much of a in-person kind of guy. Yep, that's me. <laughs> uh, I'm not into people. I'm not much of in-person. But uh, I'm not much of an in-person. Uh, but that's actually interesting. You are you are more of an in-person. You're like a shut-in kind of... I, I don't know if I'm uh, oh, no, making not this... not at all. Okay, that was right. a joke. Perfect. You go outside the house sometimes? Uh, yeah, pretty often. Okay, super. Well, so this is the only time that you spend in the house is doing this podcast. I can't get a, a read for you at all, though I understand that this is the, <laughs> the time that you are yourself Where, where mostly. it came from, uh, I, I think what Lex was referring to is that I work from home. And, Got it. Uh, I, I have a what would you, how would you say this? I have a weird way of doing things sometimes. Because I work from home, I live alone, I will find weird excuses to leave the house. Like what? Like I don't, I, I don't, I don't buy groceries. And the reason for this is so that I have to leave the house every day to get food. Usually by stealing groceries. You don't stealing like to food. have food in the house that you could prepare because you want to have a reason to leave the house. Right. That sounds Do expensive. Find- Isn't that expensive? No, I mean, I'm, I'm single, so if I'm buying food from the grocery store, it's going to cost... Yeah, like one meal is going to cost roughly the same if I go and have somebody else make it versus my time and materials to make it myself. Do you feel like, Dave, that it makes you... That it's a healthier or thinner sort of thing because i'm just saying like i have uh, do you have truly no food in your house are there snack foods in your home like if you're like man i have a hankering for some potato chips you're like well i don't want to put on pants so forget the potato chips <laughs> sometimes i'll keep a, a couple of things around like if i know that i'm gonna be busy over the next couple of days i'll go buy some stuff and it's not that i don't buy groceries that's the wrong way to say it. like i still do make food at home it's that if i want to make food at home i have to go get the stuff and then bring it home and make it Makes it's not it's not like i'm going to a restaurant for every meal it's that at any time i want to eat there has to be uh, I, I need to leave or i need to to engage in some kind of social or or out of my own four walls activity to to get there it's like a resistance workout it's also a really good uh diet plan right that's what i was thinking is that if there's food around i will eat it yeah man so you you could try to work on your mental self-control and have food around and try not to eat it what do you how about nah, that fuck that uh, then i don't get the social <laughs> Right. No, how my about brain this? will be perfect <laughs> how about this you keep you do that the thing that i just said for your brain to be good but then also you go out for other reasons or no reasons <laughs> or here's what you do you buy the food but you give it to other people and tell them you'll be coming for it <laughs> you I'll buy the people. food and then yeah. every day i'll take it down to the homeless shelter right yeah, that sounds great I think this is, it's hilarious to me that whenever this comes up, people always want to make suggestions like I have a problem that needs to be solved. It's fine. I, I don't, I, I don't see there needing to be a solution to this. I think now is a good time to talk about our sponsor for this episode. I'm on board. Our friends at Squarespace have a great product. Uh, Squarespace is a, it's a do-it-yourself website platform that allows you to make a website or a blog in just a few minutes. Squarespace gives you a free domain name, handles all the hosting, and has 24-hour customer support. Every, that's a lot of hours. That's, it's, I think all of them. 
Yeah. Everything on the platform is drag and drop, so it's incredibly easy to use. For example, you can drag pictures straight from your desktop and create custom layouts with multiple columns and text that wrap around perfectly to your images and videos. Uh, and they've also got templates to customize your look and feel. Love it. Uh, and the great thing about the templates is they, they let the, the content do the talking. And you can switch to a different template at any time, so you're not locked in. Even Thursdays? Even Thursdays, 24-7. Wow. All of the hours. Another thing that's really special about Squarespace is the, uh, the website you create will scale automatically to fit perfectly on an iPad, an iPhone, uh, computer, or pretty much any other device. You can pull content from your blogs or push content back out to your social networks. And their unlimited plans offer the best value with unlimited pages, galleries, and blog, unlimited storage, bandwidth, and contributors. So uh, go to squarespace.com slash unprofessional to start a free trial. No credit card required. Uh, and if you decide to purchase, you can click enter an offer code below the pricing at checkout and enter the offer code unprofessional1. That's unprofessional and the number one. And that'll get you a 10% discount. That's uh, squarespace.com slash unprofessional, U-N-P-R-O-F-E-S-S-I-O-N-A-L. And the offer code is that same spelling of unprofessional with the number one at the end. There is no offer if you spell it Q-V-X-G-M-P-L-L-L-L-X. So if, if you spell it right, you get 10% off. If you spell it wrong, you get nothing. If you just bang on the keyboard, you get nothing. You still get Squarespace. You just don't get, you right. Don't get, you don't a, get discount. a discount. And I think that it's worth at least trying to type things properly to get that ten percent discount. Yeah, I'm with you. If I had to make the call, I'm just saying. Oh, and uh, while we have your attention, we should also mention that we are on Twitter and Facebook. We're on Twitter at twitter.com/unprofesh or facebook.com/unprofesh if you're a Facebook sort of person. And uh, if you go to iTunes. And type in unprofessional, you'll find us, and we always love having things typed in with stars next to them. And you know, Dave, I had promised that uh, at some future episode, I was going to read the most recent uh, well-rated review uh, of our show from iTunes. So here it is, from written on Valentine's Day, Ooh. this was, is, by is Jester G42. Uh, the, the title of the review is Great Conversation. It's five stars. Thank you, Jester G42. And Jester writes, love their sense of humor. There have been several times I have literally laughed out loud, and they have had some great guests from a variety of areas. So there you go. Does he mean geographical areas or areas of profession? I, you know, it's funny that you asked that. I was wondering the same thing, and I'm going to go with yes. Oh, okay. I can live with that. It's funny for me that the conversation went to food because I promised myself before we started, having read, well, first knowing Mike and then having read many interviews with him, I promised myself I was not going to visit the well of Mike's personal dietary choices. But here we are at food and it feels disingenuous. And Dave, I want you to hold your applause till the end. But I want to mention okay. that Mike is uh, vegan. Thank you. Thank you. Is that where the applause comes? You'll right. That's put- that's where the applause was going to go. No. Um, is that why? See, I'm thinking, given the, given Mike's veganness, which is a noun, that when he thinks of you not having food in the house, to him that means like there's no wood or dirt or leaves in your <laughs> home to gnaw on from time to time. It's true. I mean, what do you, what do you live in? A place made of marble? <laughs> I, I keep uh, I keep a lot of animals around. Though. I'll just eat them. <laughs> you just gnaw on them. Get it like a beaver. See how he likes it. Yeah. I mean, or an animal that enjoys being gnawed. I don't know if that's a, if there is a thing. But that would be great, man, to find an animal that like regenerates real quick and then you just take a take a hunk out of it and it, it feels ple- uh, pleasure instead of pain. Uh, is well, science working on this? If, well, let me ask you a question. Would you be okay with science working on that? How would you find that animal? <laughs> 
this one seems to not enjoy it that much. Let's well, try fish, the next one. Fish don't feel pain, so if you had a magically regenerating fish, I guess you could just like take a bite out of it and set it back in the bowl. Where do you get the information that fish? Because I've heard people say things like that. I'm pretty sure fish do feel some kind of pain. They have they have neurons. Once. I asked a fish once, "Say something now if you feel pain," and it said nothing. So okay, well, I'm pretty that makes sure. sense. You got me. Uh, but I, I mean, here's the thing that I am uh, totally cool with is uh, they're they are working on like growing, you know, meat, not fake meat, but like meat from you know, like say animal stem cells in. Right. In labs. I think we've even talked about that on this podcast before. Genetically engineered meat. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm oh, like, that's a, that was the cannibalism episode, right? <laughs> oh, so in engineering human meat for cannibals to not have to murder people. Right. I think well, the question was, would we, we if they genetically, if they could genetically engineer meat as you're describing, and they could make it where no animal was harmed and it was just from cells, would you be interested in trying human flesh? Have you heard of hufu? I believe it's what it's called. Somebody. Hufu? I don't know if it got mass produced, but there is a man who created it's human tofu. It's tofu that is meant to rep, replicate. Yeah, but exactly right. Christ, like a human that people <laughs> eat. Uh, but yeah, for any regular human. Yeah. In tofu the, form. That sounds disgusting. The creators claim that Mila Jovovich coined the term after hearing about the products of element, by the way. Mila Jovovich? Is that really? I don't know how to pronounce her freaking name. <laughs> I believe it's Miley. Mia Jovovich. Perfect. Milika Javavica. Renee Zellweger. Is, wait a second. She spent some time growing up in Russia. Mike, are you dating her? I can neither confirm nor deny because I actually realized I do date her professionally. I, I, I ordered her uh, as a Russian mail-order bride uh, 30 years ago, and uh, now she's here. That's it. That's professional. I call it female order. Anyway... Uh, because, uh, <laughs> male, that would be a husband. You guys, I'll, let me, uh, when I hire somebody to explain the joke, then. When you read her Wikipedia article, within the first couple paragraphs, it mentions the one episode of Married with Children on it, because that's probably her best credit that they could find. Wow. Well, that in the 18 Resident Evil movies. <laughs> I, I don't understand why that gets such high billing in the Wikipedia thing. Somebody, I, well, I think If it only makes, I could yeah. change it. <laughs> Uh, do you guys do you guys have Wikipedia pages? No. You should get one. Well, you're not supposed to create your own, and I, I feel know. like it's yeah. it's untoward to ask for your own. I'm mentioned in the Wikipedia page of somebody who I hate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm who? cited. Who? who is it? If you look, you can Google it. Is it mine? Um, no. Um, you can you know I'm cited in numerous Wikipedia stories, oftentimes not from MacWorld, but from articles I wrote for MacWorld that were then syndicated to other sites. So it'll be like this iOS app, as reviewed by Lex Friedman of PC World or whatever, which is fine, whatever. But uh, I'm only mentioned by name in the text, as far as I know, uh, oh. of a person who I hate. Yeah, nobody that our listeners would even recognize anyway. No, his name is Gladstone. He goes by one name, even though he's actually Wayne Gladstone, and he's a lawyer, but he wrote and made videos for Crack.com at the same time that I wrote and made videos for Crack.com. And he created a show on Crack.com that started out as a segment on my show, which was called The Week in Douchebaggery. And oh, so you have, you have a link on Wikipedia. It just goes nowhere. Right. It, I didn't even put the link in there, but it was, I'm the red link. I'm the, the unwanted, undesired red link. Of you know what that is? That's, that's, the, that's, that's internet almost famous. Right. I'm you borderline. Should, yeah, you should start a show, start a new show called Red Link, and it'll be you and a bunch of people who also have red links. And then if that show gets successful enough, then they have to get kicked <laughs> off the show. I think that's our current show. All right. <laughs> But do you have to get kicked off the show as soon as you go blue? Uh, I don't know. That 
I think so. I mean, you can you can keep the episode existing, but uh, listen. Look, actually, when you read Mike's Wikipedia page, by the way, the last two words of it of the main text match me. He is ve- he is a vegan, a-, a vegan, not vegan, but a vegan. Is that the preferred way to say that? By the way, and a Jewish atheist. So that uh, is something that Mike and I have in common. You know, uh, our a vegan versus vegan is. I believe the word can be a noun or <laughs> adjective. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, a, I think, you know, any adjective can be a noun if you put a in front of it, but this one even more so than others, any, any noun can be an adjectival. Well, do you prefer to describe yourself as a vegan or vegan? This is important because I'm going to edit the page right now. If you don't want the a there, you know, I actually, I think I would prefer it as an adjective if I had to choose because you you don't want to be identity. That's not what you are. It's just part of who you are. No, it's, I, I would say even more what I would prefer to say what I do like, here are the thing, you know, like, doing is more important than being, I think. Oh, uh, I'm going to change it to, he eats veganly. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Uh, or, you know, and it, I know a lot of people don't like to define themselves by what they don't do. But here, here are some things, like, I, I, how about nonivore? I am Mike uh, eats nonivoraciously, which is a non-carnivore. Or, uh, and like, a, a, a non-otheist I like as well, instead of atheist. And uh, and non-ogamist rather than uh, the I I like uh, a lot of my life is defined in opposition to many mainstream uh, beliefs, behaviors and systems. So because that's the way it is perceived most of the time, I like to come at it from like when people ask me about atheism, I prefer to talk about what I do believe in, you know, like the the world that I perceive around me, the the wonders of, say, art and music and, uh, you know, spiritual connections and, you know, friendship and love and emotions like the world itself is so rich. And like, what about God? Doesn't like, well, who cares about God? Look at this world. You know what I mean? Like uh, a much which I think is a thing that say, like, I, I do enjoy Taoism and Buddhism a lot for their like lack of emphasis on like, well, what if, what will create, you know, like who more about being in the moment and doing rather than even like, I'd say even when they say be in the moment, I think that misses. I think it's more do, do in the moment. I don't believe in isms. Oh, uh, so you're sort of like an, you're like an anti, <laughs> you're like an anti ismist. Yes. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> but what do you believe in? Me? You. I'm an I'm a nihilist. No, I uh, I'm with you guys. I'm 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 not a Jewish atheist, whatever that means. But um, I'm definitely an atheist. It's it's an atheist who's been circumcised. Yep. <laughs> I believe in things that I can see. I'm a skeptic. I'm I'm fine with the world around me. I don't I don't need a I don't need to invent more stuff. It's true, but inventing stuff is fun. I mean, like it's all about you know stories are really cool. No, creating stuff. Creating stuff is fun, but like coming up with bullshit to try to explain this stuff, it doesn't do me any good. Oh no, no. And I'm, I've been very much in opposition of the. Of, ah, I got, I got to be careful how I say that. Uh, I'm not a big fan of of the people who want to try to run the world based on their imaginary bullshit. No, of course not. No, making up your own imaginary bullshit is fine if it makes and make feel good. I want everybody to feel good, but yes. then when it stops making other people feel good, that's when. Uh, you should just go and uh, do it yourself. You know, have a good time. The best is when we have people on the show who are religious and we end up going down this path and then it gets all weird because you don't want to say the thing to upset them. But you also kind of want to, I don't know, at least for me, maybe it's, the, again, the character thing, but I always kind of want to be a jerk about it. 
Oh, yeah, I, I definitely, I've actually, I didn't want, ne- ever want to be a jerk about it, but I feel like when I, uh, when I have talked about such things, like even, even talking about it and, you know, trying not to step on any toes and being like, look, every we can we all just agree that nobody should hurt other people or impede other people from, you know, realizing what they want to do as long as they're not hurting anybody. Like even the most, you know, inane, not inane, innocuous, uh, inanely innocuous. I don't make mistakes. Uh, even that, you know, that kind of level, there'd be people who are like, Nope, that is incorrect. I disagree. And I will try to forcibly make you think otherwise or, you know, judge you or think that you are wrong or, but, and in which case, obviously I think, we, you know, have an advantage where you can not let it bother you and just live your life as long as, you know, we we're, we're we live in a decent decent country for uh not being oppressed into not being able to say things against uh the ruling class. So uh God bless America. I mean, just America. <laughs> it's not so much being offended by it, it's that I want to I want to understand when I see smart people who go to church, I just want to like pin them down and like make me understand why you do this. You're a smart person. Why would you do this? Well, oh, it's funny. I really don't want to understand. Ha-ha. I mean, I think I th- you see. I can't. I, I feel like there's no way for me to actually understand because I think that people tend to believe in these things because they are taught to from a young age and at an age before they're willing to question. Like when, when mom, when you're very young, when she says, you know, don't, don't touch the stove, it's hot. You have to listen evolutionarily because if you don't listen, you're going to burn yourself up and be dead, let's say. So when mom says, by the way, there's a magical figure who lives up in the clouds and he watches everything you do like Santa Claus, only he's much meaner. Uh, you have to sort of believe that too on instinct. Um, I, but- I don't, is that true that people just hear their mom say, don't touch it, it's hot and they never touch it? My experience has been that you do these things once and find out that it's hot. And like, oh, oh right, fuck, but, that's hot. But but if, if mom said it first, now you've you've proven your hypothesis that maybe mom's words are actually accurate. But the whole God thing, we don't need to prove that, right? I'm, right. I'm not. I'm saying I don't want to. I don't want to hear the explanations because I think that I I can't understand how people do believe it. What my motivation was when I see smart people who are believers is my motivation. My desire is to see them learn the error of their ways, but. You're kind of a dick if you're constantly the guy who's trying to teach them that. So instead, I just get disappointed. Right. So I try to not be the dick. And my, my strategy, I guess in my head anyway, it never works out this way, is if I understand you, then that's the first step to me helping you to understand the real world. Even that's an asshole's way to say it. I will tell you guys. I won't even ask. Can I tell you? I can tell you. Because uh, I Ask used, if you can tell us. Can I tell you this? I'll tell you. Yes. Um, yes. Thank you. That, we're out of time. But uh, I used to believe, say, in the possibility, obviously, as people who, I mean, I don't even, the word atheist brings to mind many connotations. The word agnostic brings to mind maybe other ones. Maybe there's an overlap. Like, obviously, the truth is that none of none of us on Earth knows exactly what happened before uh, we were here. Uh, we sure. have to, you know you know, believe people who were around before and be like, oh, that happened. Probably this happened, you know, using scientific methods or, you know, trusting people uh, who, you know, who other people trust. Like, but I think a lot of what we, you know, I definitely believed in the possibility of, you know, some kind of God, uh, some kind of, you know, greater power, like earlier in life, partially because I was afraid of not existing and what that meant because that was difficult. I think a lot of people are like, Oh, when life ends that what, then what my consciousness is gone. That is scary and incomprehensible. I don't want to think about that. I need what, what will allow me to not think about that. And so I felt like 
is there an afterlife? Is there not an afterlife? No, we don't know. So why not e- equally either one is possible? I mean, either both of them are equally impossible to know until you get there. So why not believe the one that make all other things being equal makes you feel better? So that's what I did for a while. I'm like, oh yeah, probably. Uh, may- maybe there's something. So I'll just go- I'll hang my hat on that maybe. And I think forgetting, I think other people are just like, well, it can't be just a maybe. Maybe is not enough. So I'll, I'll make it a huge, solid thing. And that's then when more things are built onto it and it gets in other people's way where you get into trouble. But certainly, you know, what, what, what's most important is what you do while, while you're here on Earth, the place that we pretty much are sure exists. Uh, and as long as you, you can believe whatever you want, as long as you don't put your hat over somebody else's head that doesn't want it. Especially because of lice. 